1: only at BJ's.
2: I'm going to take a, a, a real sharp turn here right quick, and y'all got to come on with me. All right, here we go. Luke 17, verse 20. Here we go. You ready? Here we go. Now, when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, because they thought they were, it was something that was going to happen. You missed it. No, you missed it. See, when you declared a few minutes ago that existing stops today and life begins, that was it. No, no, no. I, I need you to say this. It ain't going to be you're going to get home and the Lord's going to send you a fax. Your life started. Ain't nobody going to call you in the morning from heaven talking about, hello, we're we, we going to invite you to the living committee. No. Because they thought they were, the kingdom was visible. They thought, oh, I know I'm in the kingdom because we got this. Oh, I know I'm in the kingdom because we got this. I know I'm in the kingdom because we got this. And Christ says, no, 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 no. He says the kingdom doesn't come with observation. Meaning if you're not paying attention, it'll come and you'll miss it. You're not hearing what I'm saying. A lot of folk are waiting on somebody to open a door and God says, I gave you the kingdom. You go make your own door, put the hinges on it and open it yourself. I'm waiting on God. And God says, be the kingdom. I I says, I I says, nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is in you. I, I, I says, I says, there was some stuff that was necessary for you to lose so that you'd seek another way. So, so that's why we say no regrets, because those were just lessons. And you know what I found out about God? The lessons you remember the most is the ones that cost you the most. I don't know about you, but the stuff that cost me a lot, I sure remember that. The two dollar lesson, but that five thousand dollar lesson, you remember that? You, you, you remember that? Doesn't matter. I remember that. So there's, say, loss might be necessary. See, watch this. Watch this. Stay with me. I'm going to turn. I'm going to turn. Watch this. Patience, say patience, forces deception to reveal itself. I'm going to help you. The reason sometimes it seems like we're waiting is because God says, I need to have your inner motives revealed. Okay, let me prove it to you. And since there's a lot of single ladies in here, let me, let me tell a man you're dating, no sex until we get married. See what manifests. Now, I'm not saying he's going to have a problem. I'm just saying, you'll know his motive if there's got to be a wait. Same principle, God knows your motives if there's got to be a wait time. See, if he gave you everything you asked for immediately, he wouldn't really know what your motives are because what does mind say? The heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. So God says, I'll let there be a process in between your request and in between your manifestation because I need to see what's really in you. Because if you really come into church just so that I get you out of that trouble, I need to know that. If you're really only praying now because you want somebody to think you're real spiritually, I need to know what your motives really are. So, patience is a tool for deception to reveal itself. Does somebody say he's going somewhere? Please understand, I say this to everybody time will tell. Time, time will let you know what's going on. problem is, is, most of us make decisions. You hear me say it all the time permanent decisions from temporary locations. And the problem when you make decisions like that is because since you're making a permanent decision which is going to affect you for the duration of your life from a temporary state in your life, which is just now, you'll go in a direction that might not be what God has ordained for your life. Okay, let me give you a very practical example. Now, none of y'all, people y'all know. So you need somewhere to live. And so, you know, you know he ain't the one God ordained for you. This is people y'all know, not y'all. But since you need somewhere to live right now, I'm going to deal and I'm going to stay in a mess because right now I need somewhere to live. So then Christ says, but see, that's the whole problem. Because is not life more than that? Okay, are are, are you here? Now please understand, I'm just using relationships as an example. That could be any situation. Are you still here? Watch this? Say this. What I allow to live lives through me. Listen. What I allow, say it. I am held accountable for. Watch this. Stay with me. I'm about to turn the corner. Watch this. You don't know you're unfaithful until you see faithful. You don't know you're in a dysfunctional marriage until you see a functional marriage. So you don't know life until you've seen a dead woman walking. So let's just find in the scriptures who the most unhappy woman was. Because if I can get to the root of the matter and show you what death looks like, then you'll be able to stand up and say, now I know how to live because I see what death looks like. So let's find her. Let's go to Revelations 2 and find out who she is. Are you understanding the principle? I told you I'm going kind of so tonight. I just want us to get this thing. Revelation 2. So remember, you don't know faithful until you've seen unfaithful. You don't know life until you've seen death. Vice versa. You don't know death until you understand what life is. So if we can find out what death looks like in the scripture, all you got to do is do the opposite of that. Because see, it preaches real nice. Come on, let's live. Woo, hallelujah, let's live. Hey, 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 let's live. Come on, we're going to live. Come on, let's have a live session. We got a living meeting. Everybody living. Let's start living tonight. That sounds real good, but the bottom line to it is you got to go home to circumstances and situations that if you don't have practical tools to know what to do, go shout at your problems and see if they leave. (laughs) (laughs) See if it leaves. It's going to stand right back up at you and look at you right in the eye. Are you here? So let's find out who the most unhappy, jacked-up woman is in Scripture so you can be the opposite of her. Oh, you know her name. Revelation 2, go to verse 18. And to the angel or the pastor of the church in Thyatira, write, These things, says the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire and his feet like fine brass, I know your works, love, service, faith and your patience and as for your works the last are more than the first he says y'all got some pretty good works looks real Christian you say all the right Christian stuff you even give two dollars to the person you see on the street because you're a good Christian watch this nevertheless I have a few things against you it's quiet in here because you allow that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess to teach and seduce my servants to commit immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. It got real quiet. And I gave her time to repent of her immorality, and she didn't. I say the spirit. I'm gonna help I'm gonna help you because uh, somebody say he's he going somewhere. Indeed, I will cast her into a sick bed, and those who commit adultery, what does adultery mean? It means breaking their covenant. And anyone who breaks their covenant with her into tribulation, unless they what? Repent. What's the same word for repent? Change. Come on, some of y'all connect these dots with me. Of their deeds. So now watch this. Watch this. I'll kill her children with death. Now let me. uh, So Denver understands. God ain't saying he going to kill nobody. What he's saying is I'll remove my protection and allow a circumstance to come. Don't think that the same God. did. Please understand Job. The Lord give it. The Lord take it away. Job said that. and He was mad. When you mad, you be saying some stuff too. So really, he's saying, I'll allow her children. What are her children? Her dreams. Her future. The Bible says a woman is sanctified in childbearing. She's sanctified in bringing visions to pass. I'll allow them to die. And all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the mind and the heart, and I will give to each one of you according to your works. Now to you I say, and to the rest of Thyatira, as many as do not have this doctrine, who have not known the depths of Satan, as they say, I will put on you no other burden, but hold fast what you have till I come. Watch this. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him, somebody say to him, I will give power over the nations. Go to First Kings 16. Now let me set this up for you. Y'all still here? Y'all got real quiet. Uh, Watch this. Say Jezebel. Uh, I'm I'm gonna set this up because some of y'all I ain't no Jezebel. Preacher preaching about Jezebel. Mm Mm-hmm. Talking to my neighbor because I. No, I, I, I need you to see something. Say deception. Please understand. The enemy cannot walk up to you and deceive you by saying, "Hi, I'm the devil. I'm getting ready to deceive you." What he does is he moves subtly into your life, subtly into situations, and then it becomes what I teach you on Sunday a habit. So it becomes unconscious behavior. So you say, I want life, I want life, yet your habits do everything that produces death. And so we rebuke it and bind it to the devil, and the devil said, I ain't even there. Thanks for the credit, though. It's amazing to me how many people uh, uh, give more honor to the enemy than they do to God. Ooh, the devil is busy, but God has so been good. You need to sit down. That ain't no testimony, that's a rebuke. That's a rebuke of your immaturity to think that Satan got it like that. You better get a revelation of his power is limited to what God allows him to do. All right, let's ride. Here we go. First Kings 16:31. Now, we're going to ride. Y'all ready? And it came to pass, as though it had been a trivial thing for him to welcome the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, that he took as a wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ephbael, king of the Sidonians. And he went and served Baal and worshipped him. Watch this. Jezebel is the daughter of a king named Ephbael. Are y'all still here? His name, Efbael, means in love with an idol. Stay with me. Jezebel is the daughter of a man that cannot father her properly because he's in love with an idol. He's in love with drugs, so he can't be there. I'm trying to get to the root of this thing. He's in love with other women, so he can't be there. He's in love with all of this, so he can't be there. So now Jezebel is an insecure and wounded little girl because nobody has taken the time to father her because her father was in love with idols. Stay with me. So now since she does know, she has no identity because... Daughters get their identity from their father. She walks around now saying, I'll never be a victim again. I'll never be treated bad again. And so she puts on this hardcore exterior called control. What's this? Her father, Ethbael, was king of Sidon. Sidon was named after Canaan. You understand Canaan, the son of Ham, who Canaan was cursed because Ham uncovered the nakedness of his father. So she's princess now of a curse. I I need y'all to, I need to, tell somebody say, stay with him. Watch this, watch this. Jezebel is the princess of the people of Sidon. Watch this. That city received its name. Please understand, in scripture, a name means everything. A few years ago, the big thing was the prayer of Jabez. Everybody praying, Lord, enlarge my territory. Because a name represents the destiny and the future of a thing. That is the reason why when God was trying to get the blessing on Abram and Sarai, what did he do? He changed their names to say, listen, you're not just Abram. You're now Abram in covenant with Yahweh. You're not just Sarai. You are now Sarah in covenant with Yahweh. So now... Sidon is named by Canaan, who's cursed. Jezebel is given rulership of a curse. Stay stay, stay with me. Bishop, what does that mean? Make it simple for me. She is now princess of generational dysfunction. place was cursed from the beginning because of who named it so what does the curse do the curse is transferable Are y'all still here got somebody to say get free stay with me the name Jezebel watch this stay with me it means one who is not exalted okay alright here's what that means Here's how she thought. You know what? Nobody ever gives me credit for anything. You know what? It always seems like I got to fight my life to get anything. You know what? I'm the underdog here. I'm the victim here. Life ain't been fair to me. My mama wasn't there. Big daddy wasn't there. My mama, all all of these issues now. And so Jezebel means I always had to struggle, but I'm going to make sure I control everything from this point on. I'll control a nation that I was not born into, the Israelites. And I'll control a man called Ahab. Are you still here? Are you still here? I'm going to connect these dots for you. The spirit of Jezebel, please understand, many times it's been taught improperly, so let me just set it up. It is really an unhealed wound that's never treated. Please understand. Spirits are not male nor female. They are. Are you here? Stay with me. Tell somebody. Say he's going somewhere. I promise you it's going to make sense in about two minutes. Watch this. So Jezebel walks around all her life wounded. And every relationship she gets into, she finds a way to mess it up because she's wounded. And since she's so controlling, she doesn't let anybody tell her anything. Are you still here? Please understand this. The spirit of Jezebel, it dominates. It manipulates. It's very religious. It's devout. It's faithful. It's consistent. What's this? What's this? It causes fear in people. Flight in people. And discouragement. What's this? This spirit is deceptive. And it's rebellious. Does somebody say stay with him? Watch this. But she can only exist where Ahab is. What is Ahab? Ahab is a weak man that will not confront the spirit. So Jezebel is drawn to weak pastors because she knows she can run the show. Stay with me because I'm going to what this got to do with living. I'm going to connect it. Watch this. She's drawn to people she can manipulate and she'll manipulate doing things like this. I'm not talking to them right now. I told you we're going to get in it. She, she manipulates because she needs control because she never dealt with her wounds are you still here? Are you still here? Watch this. So she thinks, ah, I know how i have a good life. I know how this is going to be good for me. I'll have a good life by controlling everybody and everything around me. Tell somebody to say, connect the dots. So Jezebel says, let me not seek kingdom, Let me seek control. So that everywhere I go, I got to control everything. So I say I want my husband to lead, but when he steps up to lead, I criticize everything he does, so now he's intimidated to do anything. Why? Because I'm wounded, doggone it, and somebody going to pay for it. Because I'm the father of a man that did not tell me I was beautiful. I'm the daughter of a man that did not tell me I had value. I'm the daughter of a man that was not there to cover me and to keep me. And so now I'm trying to raise myself. And so I'm trying to live. And I'm trying to get out of existing. But I won't give up control. And so. What I do is, I fight to hold on to the little control I think I have. What's this? What's this? Because let me let me let me help let me help clear this up. She says this. She says, "Oh, he gonna love me? No, he going no, no, he gonna love me." She says, "Oh no." Ain't nobody going to talk to me like that. All my life I had to fight. (laughs) She says, she says, I know pastor said such and such, but I let a thief get in my ear and get me away from where I was supposed to be And so she's trying to live, but for living, she's dying. I got to control this. And so what does God do? Connect the dots. He puts you in a situation where you'll have loss. So it'll be a catalyst for change. Because please understand, if the truth is told, there's a little bit of Jezebel, used to be, and a little bit of everybody. Somebody say used to be. Don't you confess that now. Don't let that be your confession today. We're going to have you Terry at the altar at the end. Watch this. Because we got to control. I got to run this. I need them to know I can do this. Why? Because she's wounded that her father wasn't there because he was out with his idols. She's wounded because her mama wasn't there because she was out with her idols. Ethbaal, married to an idol. And the crazy thing about it, I'm through, is this. Is that God says the struggle ends when you stop struggling. Look at somebody say the struggle ends when you stop struggling. So so here's, here, here's the whole meat of what I'm trying to say to us today. And again, I wanted to just teach us and take us through it. Is this, is that there's stuff in your life that you're fighting this battle and you think you're fighting the devil. And you're really fighting back and forth with God. Because you're saying to yourself, I can do this. I've been through worse than this before. And God is saying, but I want to do it for you. I know you're a bad mama jama. I know you got it. I know you can do it. I know you can pay your own bills, pay your telephone bills, don't need no, ma- I know all that. I know that. But he says, let me be what F B L could never be. Let me be what the thing you thought you needed could never be. And when you let me be that, now you're seeking first the kingdom. Father, this evening we do bless you. We do honor you tonight. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your kindness. Father, we do declare tonight that by faith we made a choice to stop existing and to start living. And in that choice, that means we release the spirit of control. We don't have to figure everything out. We choose to let go and let God do what it is that you've ordained for our lives. And we do declare now by faith that everything we walked in.
1: Only at BJ's.